Welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode and every episode by my co-hosts. You just hold the ball and she'll kick the bloody piss out of it. Whitney Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and good. he's wiry. Evan Wells. <laughs> Good work on the pronunciation. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I practiced it a little you bit. Nailed but it. Yeah. You nailed I it. You nailed it. I wrote it out phonetically. So I, I was hoping that that would. Wait, how did you spell really, it? <laughs> w H Y, and then I did a dash, and then a space, and then R E E Y R E. So <laughs> gotta have that space in there. It's important mm-hmm. for uh, for pronunciation. Wow, that's great. So. <laughs> So off top, I want to mention, find the website at coolbreezepod.com, email us, coolbreezepod at gmail.com, hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod. If you like what we do and you want to support it directly, we have a Patreon. You go over there, patreon.com slash coolbreezepod. We have some extras. I got to rework that, but uh, that's just a cool way for you to go above and beyond to support us. If you want, no pressure there. Mm -hmm. If you don't uh, want (laughs) to support us monetarily, understood, a review on iTunes would be extremely helpful. Massive. And people... You know, our our uh, we had our plea. You know, maybe a week or two ago, in which I I, I laid in Sarah McLaughlin. You know, as mm-hmm. and that didn't do anything. Very heartfelt yep. and moving. So we we need a we need we need to. But none of you responded. We need to tug on the heartstrings even more. So we need to find a somehow sadder song. Whoa. To to put <laughs> under this, I, I I have no idea. I mean, we got to go for it. We got to see. I mean, they put that song under like sad puppies. Yeah, that's what that's, hard to that's what was missing. And, and like, it's the kids puppies. who are starving. How, how do you how do you get sadder than that song? That's the saddest song. That's the song they play when they want you to be sad. I got it. So when we do the little audiogram thing, instead of having our logo in the show title, I'll just put stock photos and videos of puppies oh. with that. That's song. what you need. Smart. You need sad puppies. We'll do it. So in front of people's eyeballs. That's perfect. And then then they'll review it. That's us. how we'll do it. That's how we'll that's do it. That's a great idea. <laughs> so review us on iTunes. <laughs> for the puppies, goddammit, yeah. for the puppies. Otherwise we'll have to keep this shtick going. Yeah. So <laughs> no one wants that. You'll get to listen to this again next week if you don't go review us. Now. It'll just keep getting sadder and sadder. Yes. And sadder <laughs> and sadder. As will our ideas. All right. As we are want to do every time we move into a new year of Keanu's career. The year 2000. Y2K, we made it! Man, computers the didn't computers, stop. <laughs> nothing. No one, yeah, no one just died. Rolled over. Computers did not blow up. <laughs> Everything kind of totally just, fine. yeah, worked as expected. I remember they were. Banks are fine, your money's Y2, good. There were Y2K candles. That was my favorite. <laughs> I wonder, there's probably some Y2K pogs out there. I don't know. Maybe. Like all the power grids were just going <laughs> to shut off. Right. Yeah. No, people were convinced that like everything was going to instantly stop. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We, we didn't program for this. <laughs> that's weird. So good. It's weird that they didn't think about it. But here are some films that came out the same year as The Replacements. All right. Are we ready? This <laughs> is a pretty, uh, we're getting into some pretty great lists. Here we yeah. go. It's a pretty good list. It's not as good as la- as the last one, no. but it is a pretty good list. There's some bangers. Yeah, it holds its ground. Mm-hmm. Here we go. X-Men, Almost Famous, Snatch, Castaway, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Memento, Unbreakable, 
Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Requiem for a Dream, American Psycho, What Lies Beneath, Gone in 60 Seconds, High Fidelity, and our Best Picture winner was Gladiator. Mm. Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm-hmm. Great movie. Andrew, what are you going to watch the rest of your life? There's a lot of incredibly dark films on this list. Yeah, this is not a super feel-good no. year. No, not particularly. Out of, out of all of the darkness... I might I might just go for high fidelity on this one. I really like that movie. Mm. I revisit it from time to time. I had a bet with myself, Andrew, that you were going to pick Whoa. high fidelity. What did you win? What did you win? Oh. Nothing. Because I bet it myself. There's a bet that's coming up later on. I have on. everything I already have. <laughs> well, so, so you're just realizing that you have a lot. So it was, a, it was just mm-hmm. a practice and self-appreciation. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you you Whit, what about you? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. My gut was, oh, brother, where art thou? Great. Coen Brothers. So good. I love that movie. But I think in reality, the movie that I could watch over and over and over and over again and not get sick of more than any other movie is probably Almost Famous. Hmm. Yes. Oh, so good. That's a, that's a like, heavy rewatchable movie that you put on when you're, like, home in the afternoon or, you know... It just it's one of those that I could watch over and over again and not get tired of, but I don't think it's as good as Oh Brother Where Art yeah. Thou. But I have to go with my gut, and I think my gut says almost famous. There you go. There you go. Ev, I'm gonna say Snatch just because <laughs> I, I want to like. I, I feel like if I watched enough times, I'd finally be able to understand everything Brad Pitt's saying. <laughs> Oh, I don't think so. But that's that's a worthwhile endeavor for sure. But I, I seriously doubt oh, it. That accent. I just don't get tired of it. Mm-hmm. So good. Real good. Well some little pikey action. Very iconic scenes oh, yeah. in that in that film. The slow motion, obviously. Oh, so good. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, you know. Just the best. You know what you're getting into with a Guy Ritchie film. Hey, do you guys want to know what we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit me. We are talking about the film. The Replacements. And as far as IMDb goes, uh, the synopsis is as such. During a pro football strike, the owners hire substitute players. Um, this one was directed by Howard Dutch. Is that Dutch? Deutsch? Deutsch. Let's Deutsch. go with Deutsch. Yeah, Howard somewhere. Deutsch. Yeah, sure. Who uh, is also responsible for Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, My Best Friend's Girl. And more recently, as the director of a few episodes of Empire, co-starring alongside Keanu in this film is good old Gene Hackman, uh, Brooke Langton, Orlando Jones, Faison. Is that Faison? Faison? Fa- I think so. Faison? Faison? Fa- oh, Faison is, sounds cooler. Faison <laughs> Love, Michael Talaferro, David Denman, John Favreau, and Reese Iphens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. I just have to say right now that Favreau blew my mind in this movie. <laughs> uh, mine too. Uh, but it, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Whitney, that in did, the best possible yeah, way. Right. I know it. Whitney, what did the uh, what did the critics think? Not good things. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. the critics on Rotten Tomatoes give it a score of forty one percent. Forty one percent is. Not no, great. It's not not deserved. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, we'll talk about <laughs> it. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then the audience gave it 66%, which I do think that's closer. I do think 41 is maybe a little harsh. Right. I don't think anything that the critics said is necessarily out of line, though. Yeah. I agree with some of it. So we have a quote from Kenneth Turan of the LA Times. Ken. Who said it's... <laughs> yes? Sorry. Ken. Good old Ken. He said it's a haphazard film about half as sophisticated as the average beer commercial. Rude. Ken! That's rude. <laughs> uh, and then there's a user quote. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes from Brendan N, who gave it three and a half stars. And he said, fun and innocent film. You can't fault a film that really doesn't attempt to be anything remotely serious. Mm. Keanu Reeves is good. And Hackman is always a great backbone. Pity the film didn't make more box office as this was a good film. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's well, three it's and well a said. All right. Who's going first? I think Andrew should. I was I was pretty hyped going into this movie, so... I'll, uh, as they say, take the ball and run with it for this one. (laughs) Sports. (laughs) I had a great time with this movie. Yes. And I realizing that there are some kind of problematic things, right? But, oh, my God, Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman were delightful. This cast that they put together of people that we have seen gone on to just be mega stars, right? Like, John Favreau mm-hmm. is, like, the guy now. It's crazy, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. right? And Orlando Jones, specifically, I'm used to, I'm kind of used to him now as a more serious actor, um, specifically on American Gods. He's, like, amazing on that show. Mm-hmm. But it was so He's cool. He's so good on American Gods. Yeah, it's so cool to see, like, his comedic roots, which is, that's what he was doing in the late 90s and early aughts, which was, like, so fun mm-hmm. to see again. Wasn't he in Evolution? He was, uh, yeah, with yeah. Duchovny and. <laughs> yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that's I, one of those those not good movies that I really genuinely enjoy. Julianne Moore. Yes. That was like the first time that she did something sort of not serious in a very long stretch, and ever she like tripped and stuff and was a, a goober, <laughs> and everyone was like, "I can't believe Julianne Moore did this." Yeah, she's so <laughs> relatable. Uh, yeah. She's just like us. So. They're, the football in this movie is like the boxing in Rocky, where it's not, right? But I love that. It's just the <laughs> heightened version of everything <laughs> that, I, that, I, that you would want to see about it. Again, not really a sports fan, not really yeah. a sports movie fan, particularly. Mm-hmm. But this really worked for me. I love the silliness, I, I, the, the whole vibe of it. I was laughing. It was great. There are some, uh, there are some questionable things that were of the time. And I'm sure we'll get into those things. But overall, I, uh-huh. I, I really, the one thing I'll point out is that, so Brooke Langton mm. was the epitome of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing that was going on. It really mm. worked on me even Definitely. now, even knowing the, it was like everything behind it. So, but overall, I enjoyed it. I had a great time with this movie. Yep. Evan. Yes, that's me. All right. Mm-hmm. What would you think? Is it my turn? Uh, no, I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I I share the sentiment of, of uh, Andrew. And I will also call out, me and my wife try to watch some of these together. Well, she'll she'll take a first pass at like the ratings and then make her mind up. But uh, <laughs> this one, I was like, it's good. It's funny. I know it's good. You'll like it. She's, she go. said, this is like the best sports movie I've ever seen. So <laughs> Yeah! Th- that says that says something right there. 
but yeah, I was, I was really, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. It was feel good. It, uh, Keanu's role was the kind, mostly the role you want him in. There's a touch of romance, but I think he's gotten a little bit better at that. And it's not original. That's fine. No, it like everyone knew how it was going to end as soon as it started playing. Um, <laughs> and you know, I don't think that there was anything like earth shattering from a cinematography perspective. Uh, it never really felt, it, there were a couple slow moments, but it wasn't like slow, super slow. Um, so I thought, I thought it did well. The character development was good. I thought they developed like some of the replacement characters pretty well for what it was. Hmm. Um, you know, cause the whole, the story is about development, right? It's like about people coming together. So I, I don't know. It was, it was good. I liked it. I laughed at it. Yeah. That, that's. I liked it. All right. Let me uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and open Venmo. Um, what? Were there yeah, bets placed? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. A long time ago. Many. What? Many. Uh, I don't know, actually, what episode it was on. Maybe in the very first episode. It was either the first episode or The Reckoning. Something like that. It was something like that. Because yeah. we were talking about movies that we haven't seen and whatever. And then... I, it must have been the reckoning because you've mentioned the replacements, Andrew. Like almost every episode <laughs> for a while there, you were like mentioning it every time, and I was like, "Well, I'm really curious to see how that goes because <laughs> I haven't seen it." And you're doing a, a quite a bit of hype, uh, and that I think that's when the uh, yes. when the deal went down. I remember now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, the anticipation is killing us, Whitney. <laughs> okay. Uh I did not like it. Uh. Um I think that there were a few things that were done super well. Um a few things that were totally average and fine, like not bad, but just kind of run of the mill sports feel good kind of a thing. Sure. Um but I think that they totally missed the mark on whether this was a feel good family movie or whether this was a comedy. Mm. The comedy 100% revolves around punching down. It is all, and it's, I mean, equal opportunity punching down with everybody, but it is all stereotypes. It is all misogyny. It is all, like, every single joke in this movie wasn't really funny to me. I think that the sort of, like, heartwarming motivational parts were fine. I liked those just fine. And I think I would have liked the movie overall if the humor hadn't been what it was. Hmm. The humor being what it was made it seem like it was for an older audience. But then the the story arc didn't have enough depth and motivation. They didn't do enough to build the story. It was very, very like, if you imagine a sports movie in your head, Mm-hmm. Beat by beat, this movie is that movie. Yes. Like, there was nothing deeper than that. And so if you're going to make the jokes more about race and strippers and whatever, fat people, then I feel like there needs to be more depth in the story because you're clearly making it for adults. In this case, there was nothing deeper, but the jokes weren't good for, like, a family audience. And none of the jokes aged well. So I think the funny parts... We're not good. I think everything else was good. I think the um, the casting was out of this world. Everyone turned in an incredible performance. 
for a movie that I ended up not really liking. Like, I'm pretty pretty close to 50-50 on it. I loved everybody's performance. Even when Orlando Jones was being, like, a real wacky cartoon-type yeah. character. <laughs> and, you know, even though the, the main girl... I, I know they said her name at least once, but I didn't catch it until, like, three-quarters of the way through the movie because they almost never said her name. And so, in my notes, every time I'm talking about her, I call her Crop Top. <laughs> Crop Top, okay. And, like, that kind of lack of depth of the female characters or whatever, that's all, like... There's some stuff that I didn't like. There's a lot of stuff I did like. But overall, I feel like I'm left with a very meh sort of feeling about it. Hmm. That's fair. Okay. Just uh, just bill me on Venmo. I'm a man of my <laughs> word. And then you can get John Wick Hex and we can talk about that. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what, how much we said. The, I, think that it was, uh, I think it was 1500 bucks. <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds right. Woo! Good yeah. thing we have that's, it on tape. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go back and cross-reference. <laughs> that's that's triggering my memory, so I think Evan's, Evan's yeah, nailed yeah. that one. All right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a payment, uh, an installation thing going on then. It'll be fine. Just <laughs> installation. Can just, uh, I put that on <laughs> with my interest. Way? Yeah. With it, well, of course, with interest. But <laughs> it will be paid. <laughs> the debt will be paid. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. How, how much did either of you like or dislike the I Will Survive song and dance numbers in this movie. I loved it. Okay. Whitney, was that one I of the parts? I liked it, okay. but I like that kind of stuff. Right. But that's what made it feel like a family movie. And that's what I'm like, all of your jokes about strippers and whatever, like it just didn't, didn't mesh with me with the kind of like movie that ends with everyone's dancing. <laughs> yeah. So I Will Survive. I'm pretty sure the Eagles did that in the Super Bowl <laughs> in the end zone. They did mm. the... That dance. That exact dance? All right. That would be cool. Well, wasn't it just the electric slide? Yeah, I mean, it kind of looked like the electric slide. Some kind of version of that. You know, the lean back, and then you step to the turn and step left. I don't know. I can't dance. I have no idea. It was. It looked very, <laughs> you know, anybody, any group of people doing the same movements looks good to me. Even There's if, only like a couple that everyone would kind of just know inside of a jail cell. <laughs> It's going to be like electric slide and yeah, like the at, chicken given dance. Given the time. Yeah, right. Given the time show. Like, yeah, all right. Maybe the Macarena. I don't think Cupid Shuffle was around. And, you know, we're quickly running out. It could have been like Wobble, but nope, that song wasn't around either. Nope. You're right. So that's five right there. And it's really, really <laughs> only three solid off. It's got to be electric slide. Perfect. Deduction. Deduction. You did it. You figured it out. Uh, it is the electric slide. Yes. You just preempted one of my questions. Oh, for <gasps> everyone's favorite game. Son of a bitch. Does he? I guess he gets the point immediately. You, no, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> I've changed it. Oh, Wait, play it. the sound. Oh, man. We, we hadn't started yet. <laughs> okay, fine. I did a real fast Google and came up with another question while you were talking about whether or not it was the electric slide. Incredible! So. She did it! Sorry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I can't help myself. I have to be the smartest person on the podcast. It's uh, <laughs> the problem it's I your, have. It's your albatross. As reflected by my score and <laughs> trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we should yeah, let's do it. just get into it, huh? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Pop quiz, asshole. 
There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Hey yo, Pop Quiz Asshole is our very own Quizzo show where the host, in this case Whitney, asks the contestants Evan and I each three questions worth a point. If one of us gets it wrong, the other player has a chance to steal. The host may also add bonus questions at the end worth a point value of their choosing. How was trivia for this movie, Whitney? Um, moderate. Hmm. Not not great. I was actually expecting more. And I'm sure if I had sat down and really thought about it, I could have created more because there's so many big names in this movie that if I wanted to do the like six degrees of, oh, yeah. of Kevin Bacon type thing or whatever, I could have. But overall trivia, there wasn't as much as I thought there was going to be. All right. Yeah, do some cross-referencing and things like that. Exactly. The current scores are as follows. Whitney has 56, Ev has 33, and I have 35. So this is now, you know, this is just Ev and I's game to lose, really. That's that's actually what we're playing for. Who will lose this game? (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. Whitney, I'm going to cue you up with some sound. Oh, wait. Who's going mm-hmm. first? It's Ev. Evan's going oh, first, right? That's it. He hosted. That was, he, he hosted yes. last. All right. Here we go. All right, Evan. During filming, Keanu Reeves was offered a tryout on which team? The Baltimore what? Ravens, the Carolina Panthers, or the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, a, a real life tryout. This is insane. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Colts. Um, what were the other two teams that I don't know anything about? Baltimore <laughs> Ravens or Carolina Panthers? Panthers! Oh, God. Well. Mm, be more. Wow. It's the, it's the the Ravens. All right. Fair. Mm-hmm. I just figured like a Panther, you know, would probably beat a Raven. Wow. In real life. Mm. Ravens can fly, though. Okay, sure. Are you talking like pound for pound, though? If you have a panther's worth of ravens in weight? And then a raven's worth of panther? It's the same thing. Like a tiny... (laughs) I mean, no, you're either (laughs) shrinking one down or... No, that'd be a really, really cute little (laughs) panther. (laughs) That'd be a kitten, kind of, yeah. Smaller then. Also, since birds have hollow bones, it would be really small. It would be smaller than a raven. Oh, my God, science. That's not the point. (laughs) The point is, it's Andrew's turn. Currently, no one has any points on the board. It's all right. We'll get there. Fumiko's war cry, Nandesuka, in Japanese actually means what? Is it, don't do it, charge, or what is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, How about... Don't do it. No! Ugh. All right. Oh, man. What is it? Or char- what is this? Or charge? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to be the gullible one and say it's charge. <laughs> you should have not been the gullible yeah, one. apparently. That's fun. He's shouting, what is this? <laughs> He doesn't understand. That's awesome. Evan. Ha. In this movie, the team that is our heroes are the Sentinels. Yeah. Where are they located? No multiple choice. 
Washington. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) Where else do you have a houseboat? Washington, clearly. (laughs) Unbelievable. I mean, oh, yeah, that's probably pretty true. (laughs) I'm kidding. I mean, there's uh, any number of places on the East Coast where you could have a a football team and a boat. All right. I mean, it was more of a picnic boat if we're going to get anyway. (laughs) He lives on that boat. How dare you? That was his home. They're bigger than you think they are. I know someone that lived on a boat and it looked that small. But yeah. then once you were in it, you were like, oh, this is actually, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of space, but it's doable. All right. So, Andrew. Do All right. Jack Warden played Sentinel's owner, Edward O'Neill. How many movies has he played a football coach in? Oh, man. What? Every single one, it, probably. Go ahead. Is it none, <laughs> five, or two? I'm going two. Yeah! It's just a guess. Brian Song and Heaven Can Wait. <gasps> That's awesome. He mm-hmm. uh, he is that guy where you look and you're like, oh, I know that guy from 700 things. His IMDb yeah. must be crazy, but it's all like, you know, 20 second roles in movies. He's good, though. Yeah. He's good. Evan. Yeah. How many weeks of football camp did the actors go through? Six weeks, one week, or three weeks? Winnie, this is great trivia. Thank you. Uh, 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 six. <laughs> the other answers were one and two weeks. One and three. One and three. I'm going to go, you know, hmm. I'm going to go with one week. God damn it. <laughs> I was, oh I was figuring like, you know, like how they make movies now, and, like everyone gets super invested and there's like months. Yeah, it's like months and months and months of training. I just training. felt like it was a little bit more, you know, fly by the seat of your pants back then. But I guess maybe not. I mean, three weeks still doesn't feel like enough, but. Mm-hmm. Andrew. What is the electric slide? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I guess I can steal. Oh, no. All right. uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves' character lost the 1996 Sugar Bowl. Okay. Which one of these facts about the 1996 Sugar Bowl is true? Oh, oh no. It got rained out three nights in a row. The Broncos won by only one point. Or it happened in 1995 after the 95 Sugar Bowl. <laughs> those are all ridiculous. I don't like any of those. Um, they, uh, The team won by one point. God. <laughs> Evan, it's yours to lose, buddy. Wait, what was that last one? It happened in 1995 after the 95 Sugar Bowl. That makes my head hurt. Um... I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say that one. What? Yes. There was no 1996 Sugar Bowl because it happened in '95. That is. Wait. Shit. How? Huh? There were two Sugar Bowls in 1995, <laughs> none in '96, and then oh. one in '97. Okay, I feel better now. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's something else. All right. But that's specifically why they chose it because then they wouldn't be drawing any comparisons to a real Sugar Bowl. What an interesting... Because there was no actual 96 Sugar Bowl. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's so considerate of them. We all know that 
Okay. Second 1995 oh. Sugar Bowl was the 1996 Sugar Bowl, though. Come on. Don't say Come it. On. <laughs> get some bonus? Bonus question. Worth two points. Whoever ooh. answers first gets it. Oh, ooh, ooh. Keanu Reeves plays a former quarterback from Ohio State. In which other film that we have already watched did he also play a, a former Point quarterback break. from Ohio State? That is correct. I hate it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 Extra trivia that I couldn't figure out how to word as a question, but I couldn't not say, is the guy who plays the con, the convict, ended up going to jail in real life for 40 years for his wife's murder. Whoa. Holy hell. That is some Mm -hmm. dark stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I couldn't figure out how to make it into a question, because it was like, I was like, I can't make this part of the game. It's too serious. It'll... But I also felt like that was super interesting and I had to say it. Yeah, worth noting. All right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Don't do murder. That's crazy. (laughs) Like all those guys that worked with him are probably still thinking about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. That was not a great round for me, but it uh, it, it turned around for Evan at the end there. So uh, I did not think that my questions were going to be as hard as they were. I think that might be the most times that no one's stole. I mean, they like, probably weren't hard. It's just <laughs> the people you're asking. Well, again, if I had been on the other end of this, it would have been sheer guessing every step of the way because I know nothing yeah. about sports. Which does make my notes for this movie very interesting, by the way, because I'm like, Ooh, exciting. He threw a home run. Some sports happened. <laughs> and there you go. It's just uh, before we transition out, then the points are as such. So Whitney still stays 56. Evan slides up to 36. And uh, now he's tied with me. So we both have 36 now. All right. That was the interstellar favor. Pop quiz. All right. Yeah. Are we uh, we ready to get into this thing? We're ready. Let's do it. All right, Whitney, take us away. All right. So we start with a boat on the water. And Lit's Ziploc Bag, which is a song I don't think I've heard in the 19 years since this movie came oh, out, wow. <laughs> starts playing. And Keanu Reeves has the haircut, which he will have for most of the rest of his life. This is the first time that I feel like we've really seen the Keanu hair. Like, it's been long and other stuff, but it's very sort of John Wicky yeah. in this movie with, like, the, the layering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he appears to work in the boatyard where he also lives, scraping barnacles off ships and and that sort of thing. He is wearing scuba gear and scraping barnacles off the ship, and he finds a football trophy on the seafloor, and he plays underwater football with himself. So we know at this point that he has some sort of interest in the game. Didn't the the trophy, wasn't it his? It said Shane Falcon. It It said Shane Falcon. I was like, why did he throw his trophy in the river or ocean? Because he was mad at himself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For losing. But that's Uh, jumping ahead in the story. He holds his breath for a very long time in this scene. He's wearing air tanks. No, he he takes it off to dive to get the football. Oh, okay. Because he's on on like a line. He's on a surface line. He's not like Mm, on tanks. Gotcha. Wild. So we see him playing underwater football with himself. (laughs) Then we cut to a game. And there's sports happening. I told you that was what my notes say. <laughs> That's true. They are sportsing. They're sportsing, and then we learn that there's about to be a football strike. Mm-hmm. Gene Hackman and Jack Warden 
are hanging out doing some like old man kvetching. <laughs> and <laughs> Jack Warden wants Gene Hackman back to run the team. Jack Warden owns the team. He wants Gene Hackman to run the team. He won before. He can do it again. And Gene Hackman's like, no way, man. I can't stand those athletes and blah, blah, blah. And Jack Warden's like, that's cool because it's a strike. You got to train up a bunch of nobody players who will be scabbing and not prissy millionaires. So you don't have to deal with any diva antics. You got to get in the mud and whip them into shape. And so Gene Hackman's like, oh, in that case. As long as I get to do what I want and hire who I want with no expectations from you, I will say yes. And so they have a deal. Mm-hmm. Turns out Gene Hackman has a list of people he's been keeping his eye on for years since he got out of the game and retired, who all have special aspects about them in some way. <laughs> I love this so much. Getting the team together. It's like Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's exactly like Ocean's it's Eleven. so good. And it was my favorite part of the movie. So John Favreau, who's like black ops military, and then he's a cop, but he played football for a while. Um, but he's like serious business. We don't know how serious until later, but he's serious business. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Jones is like superhuman fast, and he's just mopping floors in like a bodega and chases down a shoplifter. And that's like our intro to him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pair of really big guys who are brothers who were the best until one of them got traded away and then they both fell apart because they weren't on the same team anymore and now they're bouncers mm-hmm. and then reese e- Ethans, who you may know as the roommate from notting hill <laughs> <laughs> has a leg that can kick a ball the entire length of the uh field but He's only ever played soccer. Yeah, he's a he's a he's real footballer. Football. Like yeah. hooligan, as it were. Yes, exactly. So he's got a great leg, never played football. Then there's Keanu, who played in Ohio State, but then the Sugar Bowl happened, and he hasn't played in years. Gene Hackman goes to the boat to heckle Keanu, basically. And Keanu remembers him from when he was doing the footballs. Mm-hmm. And we find out more about the Sugar Bowl, which is he lost by 45 points and got a concussion and he was out of the game. That was it. He quit. He's gone. He lost so badly. He tucked his tail between his legs and retired. Yeah. And Gene Hackman says, you're not retired and this job is dumb. And Keanu's like, this job is fine. It's quiet here. I don't mind. No one bothers me. And Gene Hackman says, you got to get back on the horse, kid. You carried that whole team and you shouldn't have had to. And you crumpled, but you can shine in the right team. Think it over. Yeah. Then we're outside of the arena and there's press and protesters who are angry about the bigwigs going out to hire scabs to keep the football going while the pros are striking. And so we've got this bus full of our ragtag amateur players. And it gets egged and yelled at, and there's like some yelling back and forth with the picketers and the guys as they're going into the uh, into the stadium. And then it's football drill time. First person that we really see is Pam's fiance from the office. <laughs> Roy, Roy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I thought fantastic. that too. I was like, holy uh-huh. shit, I've seen this guy before. Uh huh. And he's looking real baby faced, and he turns out to be hearing impaired, and he's using ASL. And the coach that's, like, the undercoach to Gene Hackman is like, how do I coach this guy? I can't talk to him. 
And Jade's like, you won't have to coach him. He's untouchable and he's perfect. The only thing wrong with him is that he was born deaf. Learn to sign. You'll figure out how to communicate with him. And then we cut to a cop who is unshackling a guy in an orange Department of Corrections jumpsuit who just got released for these five weeks of the the strike to be let into the game. And the governor signed him out. He was like, signed off on Mm. it. So he's going back to jail as soon as he's done with football. (laughs) Yeah. And the coach is like, this is all well and good, all of these hobos that you're giving me, but we don't have a quarterback. And Gene Hackman's like, cool your jets. Mm -hmm. Then a sumo wrestler with his belly hanging out of his uniform runs up to Gene Hackman And I can already tell that I'm going to get angry at the way that the fat guy is portrayed for the entire movie, uh, which I was. Although the actor was really, really good and very endearing. Um, But the undercoach to Gene Hackman is like, are you kidding me with this guy? And Gene Hackman's like, trust me. There's a lot of like, are you kidding me with this guy? And then Gene Hackman says, trust me. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nonstop stream of what's of that. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And then we see drilling, and the guys are all rough and rowdy boys, so they're, like, heckling one another, and they don't get along. And Keanu gets hassled by the professional ball players in the parking lot outside of the stadium. And they bully him. And then all the big fellas who are pro football players get together, and they tip his truck over on its side. And Keanu's like, thanks, guys, and locks it with his keychain and walks away. And the pros are like, that didn't, that wasn't enough bullying. He wasn't affected enough. So um, they're like, you're not a has-been, you're a never-was. And then we're doing more drills mm-hmm. with the team. And as we're doing more drills, Keanu runs into the field in like a haze of mist in this very atmospheric and slow-mo. And the undercoach is like, finally, some real talent I have to work with. And then they get out, and Keanu's part of the team in doing the drills. And the Welsh guy, the footballer, heckles Keanu because what a disaster the Sugar Bowl was and how he lost him a bunch of money. And so literally 15 people have brought up the Sugar Bowl, and we haven't even actually played football yet. So (laughs) the Sugar Bowl is a big thing. Then we see the girl in the crop top on the field during practice, and Keanu Reeves is immediately distracted. Uh, And while he's distracted by crop top, John Favreau tackles him, even though they're on the same team. But that's because Keanu wears a red jersey and not a blue one, and so John Favreau is confused. And they're definitely setting him up to be a bit unhinged. He's a little bit of a wild man. He's like a bull. He just sees the red and it's all over. Yep. So awesome. Uh, we find out that the crop top girl is a scab cheerleading coach putting together a scab cheerleader team. And then we cut to the commissary where all the player football players are eating. And then the black guy is racist to the Japanese guy and they start to fight. And then the Welsh guy tries to calm it down. But the other black guy and the brother duo calls the Welsh guy a Mick. And he's like, I'm not a Mick, I'm Welsh. Mm-hmm. And then they're fighting. And then we cut back in the middle of this scuffle to the cheerleading tryouts and all of the cheerleaders are terrible. Yeah. Um, It's very much like very, very similar to the cheerleading tryouts in Bring It On. Almost (laughs) the exact same montage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. They actually went, they went two shots of the cheerleaders way too often Mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. a crutch, especially towards the end when they were trying to 
go between like sidelines and the field. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So now we're back to the commissary and Orlando Jones almost gets murdered by a butter knife after he talks about the convict going to jail for beating up cops. But before he did that, he was like, he could have been a big star in football. He really could have been somebody. Too bad he beat up those cops. <laughs> and then he almost dies via butter knife. And so he's, he walks it back by talking about how all cops are bastards. And John Favreau is sitting at the table and he's like, I'm a cop. So Orlando Jones is like, whoops. Awkward. <laughs> That's a good scene. <laughs> and then we cut back to tryouts and there are two strippers applying to be cheerleaders. And... Uh, crop top is like, if you have any more girls down at the club who might be interested, tell them to come by because you're, you're the closest thing I have to real dancers, essentially. We're in the parking lot. Keanu is looking at his truck, which is still on its side. Uh, and they've spray painted on the roof of it and whatever. And he's just kind of trying to figure out how he's going to get home and what he's going to do about this truck. And she sees him. She pulls up in her Jeep. And she says, I also saw the sugar bowl. And Keanu's like, great. That's all anyone could talk about. And then she says, you look good out there. You've got a strong arm. Do you want to ride home? And Keanu says, yes. But then it turns out that she drives her Jeep like a Grand Theft Auto character. <laughs> uh, and also she knows a lot about football. And they try to make it like some big mystery why a girl would know a lot about football. But whatever. She drops Keanu off. He invites her on board for a beer. And she's like, I don't date football players. And he's like, even quarterbacks? And she's like, uh, quarterbacks are the biggest babies of them all. So, <laughs> yeah, man, especially quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Then we cut to him doing game meditation on the field. He's like, all alone. It's nighttime. He's looking at the, out at the, you know, where the game is going to be played and not saying or doing anything. And Gene Hackman is like, you're like the duck who looks calm above the surface and is paddling frantically below the water. You'll be fine, son. Just earn the respect of your mm. team. And then he and Keanu threw the ball around back and forth a little bit, like a casual game of catch. And Keanu's like, can I ask you something? Why me? And Gene Hackman says, you're two men, the man you are and the man you will be. And when those two meet, that guy will be a hell of a football player. You know, Gene had some great speeches, like locker room talks and like this one. Pretty good stuff. He did. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the stadium. Everybody's ready to go. The cheerleaders are all suited up. The guys are all suited up. We have John Madden and Pat Summerall commentating on the first game of the scab season. And... Kind of do a pan over like audience and cheerleaders and players and whatever. And then we cut to the locker room. Gene Hackman is there and he's hyping them all up. And he's like, don't let anyone tell you you're not a pro. You're getting paid to play now. You're all pros. Go out and show them that you're pros. And the sumo wrestler eats like a dozen hard boiled eggs. And we know that that's going to come back later. <laughs> yeah. They make it a very big thing, like, this is going to play a role in this game in some fashion. Yeah, it just seemed like a bad idea right out of the gate. It but. was hard to watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> they all run out of the locker room. 
onto the field and one of the players is running so fast. Was that John Favreau? I wasn't sure. Yeah. The, yeah. He just like takes yeah. off and flips or runs so fast. Well, because Orlando Jones runs fast. So I wasn't sure who it was and I didn't see the name on the back of the Jersey, but John Favreau bolts out of there so fast that he trips and literally flies through the air and takes out like four cheerleaders. And it causes a ton of chaos because the rest of the people are running behind him and it's not, you know, they don't can't slow down fast enough. So they're also tripping over football players and cheerleaders. And it's like a whole thing. And everyone's <laughs> like, look at these goobers. Well, but they <laughs> they don't know how to play they football. They showed the, the, the main quarterback holding the string out in the parking lot. Oh, like a yeah, tripwire? Yeah, he set up a tripwire like at the end of the tunnel. That's rude. Oh. Yeah, because... I didn't even notice that. I might have missed that too, actually. That went right past me. Hmm. I mean, he is a big jerk. We, the main antagonist of this film, I would not put it past him to trip the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he played a great, like, asshole. He, he nailed it. Yes, he did. Um, so now the game starts. They're in a huddle. Keanu's trying to tell him what to do because he's the quarterback. And the team all starts fighting him. Like, who the hell are you? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking now. And then Keanu gets punched. And he falls down. He stands up and he's like, listen. I'm the quarterback. I'm the only one who's supposed to talk in a huddle. Listen to me. That is a perfect. But they're even confused about. Perfect representation. (laughs) (laughs) Keanu? But the players are even confused about the plays, like, what direction is left. And right. so, people, everyone's laughing at them. The Pat Summerall is being a smart Alec. The other team's being smart Alex. Like, they're all just sort of smirking yeah. at these guys who don't know they're what the hell idiot. is going on. The owner of the team says he's seen monkeys at the zoo more organized than this. And then there's some sports. And they're doing some stuff, and they run a play... Keanu gets tackled, and he goes off the field, and John Favreau goes full unhinged and gets a foul. Yep. The other team is walking right through them. Someone says that. I don't remember who it was, but I thought that was funny. They're walking right through <laughs> us. The score is 7-0. to zero. They've scored nothing so far. That's when the sumo guy barfs up all the eggs he ate. Real gross. Yep. And then Orlando Jones is like, I can't look at someone barf and not barf. And so he barfs. Classic. <laughs> and everyone is, is even more so like, what, are, what is even happening here? And then they do a thing where they do like a rugby scrum shuffle. And every, everyone is so confused. Gene Hackman's confused. The commentators are confused. The team is other team is confused, but they're doing this little shuffle rugby scrum thing. And Gene Hackman says, well, the good news is whatever they're doing, at least this is the first time they've all worked together as a team. Right. We've overcome Uh, this. (laughs) Yeah. And then they like break out of that scrum and they they do a good play and they get some yards or whatever. I. Really should not have no. been the one to be the host <laughs> of this movie it. because I don't know anything about it's sports. It's perfect. You're doing it. Yeah. So they get some yards because they were down negative 10 yards. They like their first, the first bit of action, they lost ground. Now they made up some ground and they're like, okay, 
let's do that again. And Gene Hackman's getting kind of stoked. And they're now in field goal range. So the Welsh guy comes up because it's kicker time. But this is his first time ever kicking a football in a game. And so they don't know if he's going to make it. They're like, go over, not under. Every, everyone holds their breath. But he makes Nails it. Nails it. He gets Perfect the goal. Kick. And everyone celebrates. Yep. And John Favreau is celebrating so enthusiastically that he almost kills the Welsh guy. <laughs> and the announcers are like, well, that's the second time in this one game that someone on the Sentinels team has gotten knocked out by one of the players on the Sentinels team. <laughs> and then there's more sports. We get down to where there's only a minute left in the game. Gene Hackman pulls John Favreau aside. And John Favreau is bleeding. He split the bridge of his nose open. He's a little wild-eyed, and Gene Hackman's like, I don't care. I need you to get me the ball. I need the ball. And John Favreau's like, yeah, okay, I'll get the ball. And Gene Hackman's like, no, you don't understand. Get the ball. Period. And then he starts hyping him up into, like, a frenzy, (laughs) knowing that, because he's already bulldozed, like, four people, they know he's going to just go bulldoze through whatever and probably foul or whatever, but as long as he has the ball... They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And then Gene Hackman's like, Keanu, here's what we're doing. Do it. You got to do this. This is exactly what the play is. And then they're in the, they're in the line. They're about to, you know, uh, kick the ball or whatever. Like that pre-play thing. I don't even know what it's called. But they're all <laughs> lined up. The team's opposing one kick another. And the guys on the other team, yeah, kickoff, the guys on the other team are sort of creeping up on the Sentinels. And so Keanu is like, hang on, they're trying to pull some sort of fast maneuver. And so he does some weird calls uh, that everyone is not prepared for, and he rearranges a bunch of people on the field uh, so that he can run the ball down the field. He almost gets a touchdown, but he doesn't, and then the Sentinels lose. And Gene Mm -hmm. Hackman's like, that's not what I told you to do. And Keanu says, I read the other team, and I read Blitz. And Gene Hackman's like, it was the winning play, and you wanted the ball to show off, and you lost us the game. That was all your ego. And the, head, the crop top head cheerleader, whatever, she looks sad because they lost. <laughs> and Keanu got told off by Gene Hackman. So then we cut to a bar after the game where everyone's bummed out. And drinking their sorrows away from losing their first game. And Orlando Jones puts, I will survive on the jukebox. But then everyone starts heckling him. And they're like, what is this crap? And he's like, I didn't put it on. It just started playing. And then they kick the jukebox so it stops playing. And they're all squabbling with each other. And they're fighting and whatever. And then all the professionals walk in. And they start... What? The fact that this team always rolls together, like squad deep, is so yeah, funny no, they, to me. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do. They're always all of them together it's in a awesome. group. It's so weird. It's like it is. This never. This would never happen. I bet when they're not playing football, people on a team are like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They maybe like pair off or or like three of them hang out, but there's no way a whole team hangs out. No. Never. No way. Except in this movie, right. where all of the pros in all Washington yeah. hang out 100% of the time together. They probably drive around in a minivan because they go everywhere together. So, the professionals walk in. And they start rubbing it in everyone's faces for losing the game. And, oh, great job out there, guys. 
blah, 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 and being sarcastic and snotty. And then they start heckling the deaf guy. And Keanu Reeves stands up and he's like, stop it. And they're like, he can't hear us. He's deaf. And Keanu's like, well, I can hear you. Shut up. And then the deaf guy writes on a napkin and says, the good thing about being deaf is that it makes it easier to ignore assholes. And then they're like, you, you're an asshole. And then John Favreau, we cut to him taking a bottle of Patron to the head <laughs> and <laughs> just downing Patron. And Keanu's like, hey, remember what we said about red meaning stop? Forget all of that because the main guy of the professional team is wearing a red shirt. And immediately John Favreau picks up what Keanu Reeves is laying down. And he's like, I, I got this. I'm all over it. And he starts a bar fight. Fucks him up. There's a huge, massive bar brawl because they're all football players. So all they do is tackle people and do whatever. Um, then they all get arrested. They're all in the police department. But it's only the Sentinels. None of the pros get arrested. Which everyone is pissed about. Yep. So they're all just kind of hanging out in jail. And then Orlando Jones starts saying the lyrics to I Will Survive like a sports movie hype-up speech. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, get out of here, you dummy. But then they start kind of getting into it. And they start doing some call and response type stuff. And then Orlando starts singing and dancing. And everyone else starts dancing and singing and like climbing the cell bars. And that's it. Now they're all united as a team. (laughs) That's the moment when they stop fighting and start getting along. Yeah! Thanks, Gloria Gaynor. (laughs) Gene Hackman walks down the stairs to where they're all locked up. And he's like, they all quiet down and they all look properly ashamed of themselves. And Gene Hackman says, if anything like this bar fight happens again, none of you are playing football ever again. But also, I wish I could have been there to see Martel get his ass kicked. Then we cut to Kiana's boat and Crop Top. She's come to visit him and ask if he needs a ride to work. And Keanu says, I got my truck back. And she's like, well, your truck's fine, but how are you? You lost a game and then you got into a fight. And Keanu's like, I don't know. It's all one big blur. And then she said, well, after all the vomiting, the team really started clicking. And Keanu's like, yeah, I guess it's coming together. And then she's about to leave. But then she sees his arm all bruised up. And she rubs a wild yam salve on his arm. And then there's Mm. sexual tension. (laughs) And it gets very quiet. (laughs) And then she says, you're the first player I've seen in forever that cares more about the team than himself. That's something we really need. And then she's moonlighting as a cheerleader. Her full-time job is at a bar. She says, come into the bar on 8th Street and I'll buy you a beer. And he says, okay. And then she goes. Now it's the next day. The pros are in the parking lot again when Keanu pulls up again. And he's like, come on, man. I didn't park in your spot. And he's like, no, but you parked in this guy's spot. So they tip his truck over again. But now, because we had the uniting moment in the jail cell, the two brothers from Keanu's team are like, we protect our quarterback. Put that truck back right side up. And the pros are all laughing at them. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. What are you going to do? There's like nine of us and there's three of you. But one of the brothers pulls out a gun and shoots Martell's fancy sports car windshield all up. Porsche 911. I love that. I loved Mm -hmm. it. And they're like, holy shit. 
what? And he's like, I'm not kidding around. And then he shoots the side when the driver's side <laughs> window out too. And the, and then Martel's like, okay, put the truck back up. And then the brothers turn to Keanu and they're like, let's go practice as a team. And Gene Hackman is in the locker room. And he says, I know you're all afraid, but you have to trust one another to win. So let's talk about what you're afraid of. And Orlando is like, I'm afraid of spiders. And then like half the team is like, yeah, me too, man. And they all talk about what they don't like about spiders. And Gene Hackman's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, what scares you on the field? And someone else says spiders on the field. And they keep joking about spiders. And then someone says bees and they all kind of laugh. And then Keanu pipes up and he says quicksand. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's some scary dirt. And Gene Hackman's like, no, he's not talking about real quicksand. Ask him what he's talking about. So they turn around and they ask Keanu what he means. And he explains that quicksand is when you make like one mistake and you get all in your head and then you make another mistake and the mistakes keep piling up and they pull you down like quicksand. And then they're like, oh, that's deep shit, man. And then they all say that they're afraid to go back to their lives before they were football players. Because, you know, Orlando Jones was like a janitor at a bodega. And one of the guys has to go back to jail when all of this is over. So they all kind of open up a little bit and do even more team building exercises mentally. So then Gene Hackman's like, you got a second chance here. Show them what you got. So they go out on the field. And Keanu runs a play that's not in the book, but they ace it. And then Gene Hackman's like, we'll have to put that one in the book instead of yelling at him for being selfish again. So Keanu's feeling pretty good about himself. And then there's a whole bunch of not funny cheerleader stripper stuff, choreo, that's distracting the fans and dudes are pulling dollar bills out and then the other team can't focus because of all of the girls being sexy. It's too exotic. It's too, it's mm-hmm. too erotic for them. Yes. So all of this stripper choreography lets our team immediately get the ball at the kickoff. And like an extra five yards and maybe like five players got benched because he said a bunch of players' names and then said that the Sentinels got five yards. And so I think that there was like penalties or something, but I missed that part because it happens really fast and I don't know sports. (laughs) Yeah. This is not my forte. Mm. But either way, they're penalized at the very least because the other team got five yards and, you know. They didn't get anywhere. So the Sentinels are doing really well. And the coach of the other team is so pissed, he's like shouting spittle. And they blitz. And it works. And Keanu gets like flipped over into the sidelines and he flirts with Crop Top while he's on the ground. And then the team all comes together. This time they win. On a 65-yard field goal by the Welsh kicker. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is when I first hear her name, Crop Top's name is Annabelle, which literally were this far into the movie before I heard it for the first time. Uh, It definitely wasn't a priority, even though I'm sure they did say it at some point. She had to have introduced herself to Keanu. Anyway, we're at the bar her father used to own, and she now runs it. And she admits that she was raised with football, and that's why she's a girl with all this mysterious football knowledge. And her dad would have liked to watch the team. She's like, I wish he could be here to see you guys. And then they uh, have a bit of a conversation and a beer together. And there's a lot of longing looks. And then Keanu stops on his way out the door. He turns to leave. 
And just before he walks out, he stops and he turns around as I'll be watching you swells in the background. (laughs) And they consummate their feelings for one another and kiss deeply. That scene where they, it's like, all right, it's like John Madden is like commentating the scene as it's happening. I thought that was pretty clever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it, it's a little trite, but I was like, oh, I forgot about this. He's like, here's Falco's up. He drives in. or I don't know. I don't know how to talk about football, either, but <laughs> it was good. Uh, it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a, a fun gimmick, but I also thought that it put way too, it's meant that the sex had way more screen time than it should have. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's not that important to the plot. No, no. They could have just kissed it for five seconds and then we could have moved on and know where they're at. Because they've been leading up to it this whole time anyway. We don't need a whole thing with the commentary and whatever. I mean, it was cute, but it was like, to me, I was like, we don't need to be seeing this much of, of, we don't need to be focusing (laughs) on this so much. Get back to the story. True. Their next game against Phoenix. They nearly lose. They're on the road. They nearly lose. But they win on a couple of improbable plays that I don't really know anything about. (laughs) And Orlando Jones is now very full of himself. And there's like a locker room scene where there's a reporter and Orlando Jones is like wearing some mesh tank top or something and is bragging and whatever and flirting with her. And then John Favreau walks by and just knocks him over. He was speaking in the third person a lot. I didn't like, you know. Yeah. It was like, oh, this guy. Uh Uh-huh. And then we cut to Gene Hackman, uh, who's with the owner of the team. And they're like, oh, things are going well. But then Gene Hackman's like, you're a little too happy. What's wrong? And the owner tells Gene Hackman that Martell has crossed the picket line and he can play. And Gene Hackman's like, no way, man, I'm keeping Keanu. And then the owner points out that the entire team of the league's defending champions um, and the Sentinels' next opponents, Dallas, have all crossed the picket line. Mm -hmm. So this ragtag group can't keep up. He doesn't think Keanu's got what it takes to beat Dallas. And he hits to Gene Hackman that he will be fired if he refuses to replace Keanu by starting Martell. And Gene Hackman gives in and reluctantly tells Keanu that he's out. And Keanu's like, he's a better player. It's better for the team. And Gene Hackman's like, no, it's not because he doesn't have any heart. But you do. And then Martell comes into the locker room and really rubs salt in the wound like a jerk for Keanu. And he's like, they set you up to fail. You don't play ball and blah, blah, blah. And I feel for you, man. But it's all very, very, very bitchy. bitch Um, I understand yeah yes and then we are we cut to a party at the pub with the players and the cheerleaders and there's some more cheerleader stripper stuff that I don't think is funny and then Keanu comes in and he's like you're gonna play with the best quarterback in the league and everyone's like hell yeah we are you're great and he's like no I don't mean me Martell's coming back and I'm out. And then the whole team is immediately demoralized. And they toast to him. And he goes out. Keanu is unable to face Annabelle. They had a date set up. He's unable to face her after what happened. Stands her up. So he stands her up. So rude. Give her a phone call. God. 
I like the passion, Ev, yeah. So now this is the the final crucial game. And Martel can't play well with others and clashes with the replacement players who are hard to get along with in the first place, but also all butthurt that Keanu has replaced this guy. And Martel's a jerk, so he can't fit in either. Um, mm-hmm. He totally ignores any plays that are called by Gene Hackman, like a real smug, smug guy. And that causes the Sentinels to fall behind Dallas 17-0. to mm. The hometown fans, who had initially despised these replacement players, are now booing Martel, who is their hometown-like star. But they accepted Keanu and all of his misfits as their team. On the way to the locker room for halftime, Gene Hackman tells a TV reporter that what the team needs now is heart to come back and win. And Keanu Reeves is watching this on television live. And he gets the hint when, Ke- when Gene Hackman is like, this team needs heart. So he scurries on down to the stadium. And Gene Hackman promptly benches Martel and puts Keanu in. And Martel angrily tells him he will never be known as anything but a replacement player. And Keanu's like, I can live with that. Nice. And the rest of the team throws Martel out of the stadium. On his way back to the field, Keanu finds Annabelle and apologizes to her, giving her another deep kiss in front of the crowd and the other cheerleaders, and apparently everything's forgiven. Gene Hackman tells the replacements that the strike will officially end tomorrow, giving the players the incentive to give everything they have left in them. And they rally back to a 17-14 score with Gruff, is apparently his name, being called to kick the game-tying field goal late in the game. However, Gruff spots bookies that he owes money Uh to in the crowd. And he realizes they they make sure that he knows they want him to throw the game. Or they'll take his pub away from him as compensation. Mm-hmm. He reveals this to Keanu just before the kick. And Keanu pulls the ball away, which causes Gruff to fall from the momentum of his kicking motion and break his arm. It's a real Charlie Brown moment right there. Yeah. Keanu initially scores... What would apparently be the winning touchdown, but it's called back on a penalty because of the arm breaking. With Gruff unable to continue, Keanu Reeves tells Gene Hackman that he wants the ball, affirming what he had told him before. Mm-hmm. And Keanu calls for a deep pass to the replacement's deaf tight end and hits him with the game-winning touchdown pass as the time expires. The crowd goes wild. Like every sports game ever. The buzzer. Right at the buzzer. Uh, They earn the Sentinels a playoff berth. And Keanu celebrates with Annabelle, who, like I said, has forgiven being stood up, uh, while Gene Hackman narrates that the replacement players left the field with nothing but the satisfaction and personal glory of what they've accomplished, which is living the athlete's dream of a second chance. And then he watches as all the replacements dance on the field to Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive (laughs) doing the electric slide. Yep, it's perfect. The end. Fiend. We did it. We did it. It was great. That's the movie. It was great. 
I, you know, I really enjoy it. I, uh, I do, I do see the 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 flaws there. I believe I probably overlooked them as just the not funny parts of the movie, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not great, whatever. But I really enjoyed Keanu in this movie. I thought he was pretty like said, even keeled. He's always think, like, yeah. I think that most of the stuff that was not humor was great. Right. Gene Hackman was great. John Favreau was amazing. <laughs> As the unhinged, you know, ex-Marine or whatever. Yeah. I've only ever seen Reese in Notting Hill, but I really like him in Notting Hill, so it was funny to see him in another movie. I remember him from much later. He was in the Spider-Man movie where he was the lizard. And I I don't know which Spider-Man movie because there were too many of them. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah. And then Jack Warden is great, like... Like you said, Andrew, he's been in 50,000 movies and he's yeah. great in all of them. But I couldn't even point out what I know him from because he's in everything. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> this was actually his last movie. Get out. Really? Mm-hmm. Like died or just yes. he stopped acting? Oh, that's a bummer. But, right. but anyway, and- the cast was good. I liked the sort of family feel good heartwarming sports movie parts. I just didn't like the funny parts because none of it was actually funny. Hmm. All of it was making fun of somebody in some way. And that's not my steez. Understood. No, it makes sense. But I will say that like, I didn't hate it. It was not a bad movie. I think there were a lot of parts of it that were good. I just, when the funny parts all don't hit, it, it left something to be desired for me. We'll have to figure out how much of the 1500 I owe you based on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, you know, 750 <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, half. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so with all that, do you both uh, recommend this film? Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably I would. Um, I think there's a lot of people who would enjoy this movie. More so than than I did. I I think that I was giving it a particularly critical lens that it doesn't necessarily deserve because it's not a movie that's supposed to be looked at critically. It's just a movie you're supposed to, like, enjoy on a rainy day kind of a thing. So um, I think I probably would recommend it. Not for me, but for most people. General audience would probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you like Keanu, it's going to be it's he's consistently good in this one. It's definitely not a hard pass. All right. That makes three of us. We all recommend this movie, which is Mm -hmm. great because none of us recommended me and Will. And then we all recommended The Matrix, which is all right. Dig it. We're aligned. And now with that, Mm -hmm. where does this go in your ranking? Mm -hmm. For. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Up there. Yeah. I like it. Uh, it's high. bold. Before Devil's, before Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it after Chain Reaction, which puts it at 14. 14? Mm-hmm. Between Chain Reaction and River's Edge for me. Uh, it is in my top 10. I'm thinking it's probably going to go just above Permanent Record, which would put it at number 7 for me. So I really enjoyed this. Made me laugh in a good way. I felt good after watching it. I'm like, hey, sports. Maybe I sports. 
No, mm-hmm. I don't. No. I definitely <laughs> left this movie saying, I don't sports. Confirmed. <laughs> All right. All is right in the universe. Mm-hmm. Everything I thought I knew about myself to be true is, in fact, true. <laughs> right. I nailed it. Go mm-hmm. me. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about next week. I will be leading us through a discussion about a movie called The Watcher. Mm-hmm. So, have either of you seen this movie? No. I, I don't think so. Okay. I know of this movie. <laughs> I have not seen it. Right. I don't know what you know of this movie, but this is a <clears throat> this will be a fun one. I think it should be. I'm excited. I I've seen this. I know I know that people thought this was maybe going to be a career ender for Keanu. Right. So there so, you know, knowing that that's mm-hmm. what you should go in with. But mm-hmm. I also have some really interesting trivia about this movie that I can't wait to quiz y'all on, which is going to be really, really nice. We also have a super secret special guest coming on for that <gasps> particular episode. Is it Keanu? It's not Keanu. I can say definitively it is not Keanu. However, if, if, he wants, Keanu if you're listening- If Keanu is coming on this podcast, it will not be secret. <laughs> Right. It will also not be for The Watcher. We will be talking about it a lot if Keanu is coming on this podcast. Very true. Very true. Uh, But yeah, I'm really looking forward to having our guest on for that episode. Someone who has written and thought a great deal about Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. It's very, very exciting news. Definitely, Definitely on our level as far as thinking about Keanu Reeves. Yes, absolutely. It's a match made in heaven in terms mm-hmm. of Keanu podcast versus what this person does. So mm-hmm. very exciting. Uh, that's that's the little uh, carrot at the end of the stick to listen to what to mm-hmm. an episode that you might not otherwise want any part of. <laughs> we have a we have a great guest. So a fantastic guest. <laughs> Be I'm, here. I'm hype. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. Whitney, thank you for Getting us through this. I know yeah, it was I, not... I uh, sherpa'd you through the football. <laughs> it was not, not your forte, <laughs> as you mentioned, but mm-hmm. I think you did a great job. So there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week. But until then, Whitney, where are you on the internet? I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And my video game podcast is Almost Better Than Silence. And my they're, we're doing all... Um, all of October, there's spooky stuff that we're talking about with video games and whatnot. So um, listen Ooh. to that. And then Historical Hotties is also doing all spooky themes uh, in October. We just did um, People Who Allegedly Sold Their Soul to the Devil. We did uh, cool. Morticians. Um, nice. <laughs> coming up is People Who Are Accused of Witchcraft. So it's nice. all Historical Ooh. Hotties that have a spooky theme in October for Historical Hotties as well. Um, and then also Myth Takes is a real play podcast that I'm on. And, uh, but you can find all that from my Twitter. That's awesome. I saw that, t- I think it was today or yesterday, Almost Better Than Silence had an episode and it had a, they changed the name ABTS, but it was something like skeletons, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, bloody skeletons or something like that. It was mm-hmm. cool. Then the title mm-hmm. of the episode. It was great. It was great. I loved it. F. Yeah. Where uh where be you on the internet? 
You can find me on Instagram at Evan Acre, and then I'm also on Twitter, but it's not worth following. So, Andrew, where can we find you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on most platforms at Dark Driving. Twitter and Instagram are the very best. And obviously, follow this show at Cool Breeze Pod on Twitter also, where I'm always interacting with everybody who, who gets in touch, ask questions, do all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. please follow me in those places or don't. Just keep listening to the show. Stay subscribed. That's what matters the most to me. So mm-hmm. thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Dudes.